I'm Kyler Allred. I'm Michael Chambers. And today we're going to be talking about the first episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, Chapter 9, The Marshal. And this is the Star Wars Senate. Hey, Mikey, how's it going? It's been a while, my dude. <laughs> it's been a while. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. We've been, I mean, this year has been crazy. Insane. Honestly, I think we'd do this earlier if mm-hmm. things weren't so wild. With lockdown and everything. Yeah, yeah. and um, we could have probably done it. Like over, you know, like when we were in lockdown and everything, but. I just I just like it better. In person, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that we, I mean, we haven't had new Star Wars stuff until now, but we had things that we were going to do. Well, and we had season seven of Clone Wars, which we want to cover in our, uh, because uh, we're going to be covering the uh, second season of Mandalorian and then uh, going to a new quote unquote season. And this is, yeah, this is, this is season one point, point, I was going to say 1.8. Yeah, like 1.8. Pull pull a kingdom hearts on people. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah, we figured that covering uh, the Mandalorian would be a good j- jumping-off point yeah. for our new season, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna say right now, Timothy Oliphant is great. He I is love, fantastic. I love him so much. Yeah, let's let yeah let's just get into it, uh, Mikey. Any like before you watch the episode, any like thoughts that you had like before? before yeah, beforehand? like before, like any. Uh, I had some theories yeah. about like. I mean, nothing covered in this, this episode, episode, really. Yeah. Uh, I thought Boba Fett was going to be in the series, yeah. which, spoilers. Spoil- uh, honestly, I mean, the, yeah. watch watch the episode beforehand. Yeah, we're going to put this into the description it, and everything, but obviously spoilers. We probably should have said that more in the yes. beginning. But, I mean, I didn't. I haven't yeah. revealed much. I just yeah. said Timothy Oliphant, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but spoilers, 100%. But watch the episode. We've already watched it twice. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but, I mean, like, we haven't really covered the first season of Mandalorian. Yeah, we have one episode that uh, we haven't released from the first episode. I have it still saved on my computer. We're thinking of putting it out as maybe like a special thing. Like a bonus episode. Because it's so out of place now that it's like, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. Um, But it's... Like, I had probably the same as you where I had uh certain expectations where i was like i could see boba fett coming i mean we all want ahsoka to be there who I knows ha- if she i think i i have a good yeah. feeling yeah I, I think she is yeah i have a i have a theory that sabine's also gonna show up too sabine bo-katan, Bo-Katan. i mean I, like almost all of the rebels characters i mean in this episode <laughs> except for Hera. uh the mandalorian did jaren as we now know yeah. him uh he said he wants to look for other mandalorians to help him bring the child back to his people which bo-katan and um and, and uh, sabine. sabine and sabine would be in this as far as we know and she would might be, be with us with us yeah. Yeah. yeah and honestly i feel like that might be more towards the end of the season yeah because um ahsoka would be you know like she was a jedi she yeah. knew mm-hmm. like them and i mean there's in the trailers that they've had it uh mando and 
baby Yoda or the child, if you mm-hmm. want to be specific, um, they go to a snowy planet that a lot of people think might be Ilum. Ilum, yeah, I thought so yeah. too. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, theories that I had, and this episode confirms some of them. Yeah. Um, and had some really cool like references, like I mean, just from the very beginning, those uh, Gamorrean fighting pits. Yeah, with the friggin' axes, the Viro yeah. axes, and it was like yeah. this underground fight club yeah. thing. You know, do do we know what planet that was? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, it, it it'll probably be a lot like the first season of Mandalorian, where we don't know the names of some of the new planets right. until afterwards, right? Um, because. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of the planet from the, the, the first season where, you know, the Bounty Hunters Guild is, uh, uh, they mentioned it in like a later episode, but Maybe. Uh, they didn't say it for a while. Yeah. And, uh, the, the first thing, whenever I was watching, the first thing I thought of yeah. was um, Ezra Bridger. What's the verse he's from? Oh, he's from Lothal. Lothal. That's the first place I thought of. Yeah, I think, yeah, because it kind of looks like the slums of Lothal yeah. a little bit, but... I think uh, it didn't really look like when Mando was entering the little slums. It like behind him didn't really look. No, yeah, I, I just that's the first thing that popped in my mind. And also, technically, Lothal would be a little bit more rejuvenated at this time. Like, it's true. Yeah, that's but, true. Because yeah. they they got rid of the Empire. Yeah. Way way early on. Yeah, because I want to say that Rebels, uh, prologue or not prologue, epilogue, uh, epilogue yeah. takes place. Around five years after, right, or, or so, somewhere like that. I, I could be wrong, but I know it's a certain amount of time after the Return of the Jedi, um, and so uh, I think it, I think just on by the age of um, Sabine. No, I was gonna say the age of the little kid that uh, Harry oh, has. Yeah, he was like four or five. Yeah, yeah, so like from the beginning of A New Hope to that point would probably be around two years ish. Hmm. Oh, that... yeah. oh, okay, yeah, so... It, it. Oh, actually, I think it was like a year after a Return, year? After, after Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, Lothal will be rejuvenated. But, yeah. But either way, it was a cool setting. Like, all those little uh, red-eyed creatures. Yeah, it's like, what were those things? <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, we had uh, uh, John Luizamo as as the Cyclops. Yeah. I forget what that species is named, but I think they were in the original Cantina, because yeah. I don't think they're in the special No, version. no, no, no. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really cool to see this. Uh, like, that's one thing I love about The Mandalorian is we get to see all these different, like, areas of the galaxy. Like, we, we've we seen, uh, you know, obviously Tatooine again. We've seen the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah. We see this underground CD, you know. We've seen some CD stuff in movies. and um, But it's cool to see this kind of, like, gangster guy, right. you know, yeah. who thinks he can do anything. I mean, he shoots that one Gamorrean because he knew he was going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and just so he couldn't, didn't lose. It's just, yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, we don't get a lot of, like, at least story beats with Baby Yoda in this. Uh, no, yeah, he's very much like a, like yeah. a, uh, observer, pretty yeah. much. He just sits there. But, uh, he gets a lot of cute moments. He does. Of course, like, uh, and Mando says that he, you know, the guy's like, I thought you weren't a gambler. And Mando's like, I'm not. Yeah, and Baby Yoda closes up his little pram. Because <laughs> the Whistlers are <laughs> yeah. that, the, what's it called? It's like, it's, it has it, a name. It's Whistlers, I think. I think it's something like that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I love the part. I'm going to go, I'm going to get into Baby Yoda a yeah. little bit. Whenever, <laughs> whenever Mando uses his flamethrower, whenever they're yeah. arguing and, and he's like, Oh, I can't. Like, yeah, I can't see it. It's so bright. And he, he also does that when, uh, like 
the sand gets knocked up. And, 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 oh, whenever the explosion happens. Yeah, and, and he, like, his eyes squint. squint. And he's like, I don't like sand. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Uh. And, uh, yeah, he's, like, when he jumps into the spit bucket. Oh, the, because of the... Yeah. the <laughs> because the, of the uh, crate dragon. Crate dragon, yeah. Um, but, yeah, from the very beginning, this episode was... It, it didn't... Uh, it didn't stray away from the story beats like we knew Mando was going to find other Mandalorians and this Cyclops knew where uh, one was yeah and right immediately when he said Tatooine I was like oh we're getting into Boba Fett stuff right, right away huh yeah right away it's happening already yeah awesome and then obviously we meet we meet like he, he goes into uh, is another cool detail is we learn that um, the town that the Mandalorian was last seen that was Moss Pelgo. Yes. There's another Moss because there was Moss Eisley and Moss Espa. Yeah. And, and Moss Espa is kind of like the, the, the capital, yeah. the biggest city. Yeah, because we see that in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, that's where Anakin lived. And then. Um, and it's really interesting this Moss Pelgo is, uh, uh, I think, uh, Amy Sedaris, who plays the mechanic, mm-hmm. I think she said it was a mining colony. Okay. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. They, they mentioned that later whenever yeah. he. They were at the mines, and they got attacked yeah. by raiders. By, yeah, by, by Tuscan, Tuscan raiders. Ra- yeah, so I don't think it was ever as big as either Mos Eisley or Mos no. Espa, but it got uh, attacked, and uh, they became what we know in the books, uh, in the Aftermath books, is Freetown. Freetown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we meet, you know, when Mando goes in the bar, <clears throat> and he's like, you've seen anybody who looks like me? And he's like, yeah, the marshal. And... We hear those spurs, and we're like, oh my gosh, is that Boba Fett? Mm-hmm. But I think <coughs> people who have at least read the books or know anything about Cobb Vanth could probably have assumed that that's not Boba Fett because Cobb Vanth got the armor right. in, in the Aftermath books. And lo and behold, we see <coughs> Timothy Oliphant, like you said, in Ugh. his bearded, gray-haired glory Ugh. as Cobb Vanth. And honestly, Cobb Vanth is probably like... One of my favorite characters in this entire series already. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is so many. Like, I love the way he talks. Like, this whole episode is very Western. Yeah. And, uh, and even Timothy Oliphant talks like that. Like, when he said the whole phrase about, like, when the sun shines on a womp rat's tail or whatever. Like, like <laughs> even, like, every, oh, I don't remember what the exact line was, but it was like, it's like, Every now and then, the two the two suns shine on a walk rat's, rat's tail. tail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was really good. Um, he says "womp rat" a few times. Uh, a few times. <laughs> I mean, they call uh, the child uh, a womp rat yeah. a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we get so many. This this episode was full of cool details. Yeah. Like and details that made sense. I mentioned this to you earlier. Like there are certain ways, like. Fan service can feel uh, shoved in, you know, like shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not like I, I. think it's fine, but the in Rogue One when uh, you see Ponda Baba and Doctor Evazan, yeah. it's, it's like they don't really need to be there. Yeah, it's uh, kind of weird they are. Yeah, <laughs> but okay, it's, like it's the, fine. This city gets blown up in a few hours. Yeah, but I mean, like in this one, we we see things that make sense. You know, like I guess. Uh, it could be argued that, uh, you know, why is R5 there, you know? I mean, but, like, I, I think why the reason why R5 is there, I would say, is, like, the Jawas took him back, yeah, and, fixed him up. And Amy Sedaris bought him or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which was, I mean, both me and 
you, Mikey, were really excited to see. I R4. saw R five. I'm like, or whoa! R5, yeah, I said R four, R five. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yo, what? That's a surprise. <laughs> and he had this carbon score yeah. on his uh, his motivator blue. And I I I loved. I talked about this with you, Amy Sedaris. I think she's funny, but she's not the best actor in the world or whatever. But she had some good moments, like when she was uh, talking with R four. I was like, hey, come on, hurry up. Uh, yeah, I said R4 again. Yeah, R5. Uh, uh, R4 is dead. R4 is gone. <laughs> yeah. He got his head ripped off. Yeah, no, but when she was By talking buzz to... droids. Yeah. <laughs> but when she was talking to R5, it was like, hey, come on, come on, show us the map. And I saw this thing online where someone said that R5 is always getting the short end of the stick. R2-D2 has a whole map of the entire galaxy, and R5 has a dinky one of Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Uh, and and then like R five wanted R two to get there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he told uh, him his entire story from a certain point of view. Yeah. Anyway, like if you'd read ever read that book, R five is uh, kind of painted more as a hero because yeah. he he blew his motivator on purpose so R two could uh, could uh, go with Luke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, so many cool references. <laughs> like I mean, we see the Tusken Raiders dogs yeah. from uh, Attack from- of the Clones. Yeah, and that's like a super small scene. Yeah, that you just see. I think it's right before Anakin like slaughters a, all of them. Yeah. You see them like wrestling. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's a great reference. I mean, like uh, we we see that uh, Cobb Vanth has a speeder bike made out of pod racer parts, which looks a lot like Anakin's. Yes, but it's probably just like an amalgamation of a bunch of, like of different ones, parts from yeah. maybe that pod racer. Uh, yeah, but who like, knows? like I, I definitely think that they want us to like get reminded by because yes. Anakin's is so iconic that they want to be like, oh yeah, that's a pod racer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I remember hearing something about, and this is this might be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I remember hearing something about like Ray's speeder might also be part of a pod race or two. Oh, interesting. I'm not sure about that. I mean, that. she did make it uh, herself, so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Cobb Vance's speeder is <laughs> awesome. I freaking love it. <laughs> I mean, that one scene when they're about to get attacked by the Tuscan Raider dogs and he just like drifts it. Oh, and, like, it's stops. so sick. <laughs> and then uh, the other, another uh, small detail that they had was when the Tuscan Raiders travel, they travel mm. in a single, single file, file line, line. so yeah. they can hide their numbers just like, like Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan said yeah. in uh, A New Hope. Yep. Yeah. So many cool <clears throat> details. And like I said, they all make sense. And I mean, the biggest detail of this episode, I think, was the crate Dragon. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first time we've seen it in live action. I mean, we've seen it in a couple games before. I think and... we've seen it in a, uh, <laughs> in a old... Uh, cartoon yeah and it had legs yeah something like one of the droids or ewoks or it was an yeah. old cartoon yeah and um and the, in all those different iterations they all look different but this one was really cool like i i immediately had the thought of like either the dune sandworms or like yes. tremors yeah dune was the first thing i thought uh, of. but it, it was really cool that his head looked like a dragon it did it, yeah, did. it just, has the flaps and everything yeah, yeah. spikes i mean it. he even had a deadly breath you yeah. know like it wasn't a fire breath but it was the uh, acid i thought that was awesome yeah i thought that was a really nice touch and honestly i would have had no idea like yeah. that was a surprise to me it's like oh he has acid spray yeah i, d- I don't oh. know much about crate dragons in uh, like legends or anything but uh i've never heard about the acid yeah. it could be a thing and i just don't know about yeah. it but uh yeah it was a really cool thing another thing that another detail mm-hmm. about the crate dragon is like they introduced the crate dragon 
Pearl back into canon. Oh, yeah. It's which, a very small thing, but yeah. it's cool that they brought it in. Yeah, I mean, we... Uh, I can't remember if we see it in uh, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. I think we do, because I think yeah. there's, like, you can select it to, mm-hmm. like, uh, sell, and it's, like, a, a small, like, could, round. Yeah, I know that Revan had one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, not sell, but he, like, you can see yeah. it in your inventory. Your inventory. It's there. Yeah, right, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a really cool detail. I mean, the Kray Dragon sounded like Obi-Wan's the cry. Old, original, yeah. I, you know, I I heard the original, but I could also hear the, the special edition one. Because I know in recent canon, they like to defer to the special editions as canon. That's fair. So I, it almost sounded to me like they may have mixed the sounds. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, uh, you hear all of that, and that's really cool. And it gives more of a... Oh, that's why Obi Wan did that is because you know he knew that would scare the yeah. Tuscans. And also, we see another ice cream maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Cam Tonos. Yeah, uh, which it's funny. Cam Tonos sounds like I don't know why it does, but it sounds so much like a Western thing. Like, it does. Like I got the Cam Tono over it, here. It does. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it sounds like I'd be sitting next to a spittoon or something. Yeah, I mean, they had a spittoon. They did have. That's what Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda hit it. <laughs> yeah, and it was very gross. And we mentioned this that was really interesting about Cobb Vanth. Uh, when he when he, you first see him, he goes to the bartender who was a Weequay. Yeah. And he calls him Weequay, which is his race. And like, we learn later that they were they, they looked like they were fairly close. Like they knew each other yeah. at least. Like because he sacrificed himself for him, you know, yeah. to save the Weequay. And uh, so I had a theory that Maybe Cobb Vanth did that to protect him. Like, he didn't say his name because he didn't want... He didn't uh, know who this was. He didn't know who this guy was and didn't want Mando to come after yeah. his friend or whatever. But, and it makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that's a good one. And also being... And now that he's got this Mandalorian army, he doesn't want to be too, like, friendly yeah. to start off with because he doesn't he doesn't know who this other Mandalorian is. And... Uh, it could be part protection for the weak way or part, you know, where he's just acting like this just to be uh, magnanim- magnanimous. Yeah. And, and make it makes a lot of sense because it's like he even mentions that he's like, oh, I was just going to, like, send you on your way or, like, yeah. kill you here or now. But yeah. then I saw you with the kid. Yeah. And then I'm like, now I don't know what to think about you. And that that was really cool. You mentioned that uh, one of your favorite Cobb Vanth moments is... Uh, <laughs> right when the Mando and Cobb Vanth are about to fight, and then you hear the Krayt Dragon coming, he puts up his finger and is like, like okay, one sec. One, one, one sec. <laughs> yeah, one sec. And then after the uh, Krayt Dragon terrorizes them, he's like, maybe we can work something out. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I really enjoyed the relationship between Mando and Cobb Vanth. Me too. Lisa, because like, Mando was pissed that he had this Mandalorian armor on. Yeah, with, it's with not, not his. Be, yeah, with not being a Mando. And uh, it didn't seem like Cobb Vanth liked him too much either at the beginning. He didn't know who he was. Yeah, didn't know who he was. And he's very much for protecting his town. Yes. Um, and he even says later. And he's... I mean, they've heard about Mandalorians and how good at killing they are. Yeah. They, they probably heard about Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, and how much of a menace he was, you yeah. know. Um, and so he probably saw his Mandalorian. He's like, well, this guy's going to try to kill us. <laughs> yeah, know? it's true. And also it's like, he, even though he knew how, he probably knew how good at killing they are, he's going to try and yeah. fight him anyway. Yeah. Because we like, see in that flashback how uh, that armor really helped him. Yeah. Like, um, and this, this is one thing I mentioned, mentioned to you that his backstory was a little bit changed from the books. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because in the books, I, I think he, uh, he like bids on it instead of being like rescued by the Jabba's. Uh, the, the Jabba's. The Jawas. <laughs> the Jawas. Uh, um, he bids on it against another guy, mm-hmm. and uh, they get in like a heated argument and everything. Right. Um, but it's still like uh, that book. I don't think was written from his point of view. So like he either could be lying, not giving the full details or anything. And, right. Yeah. Um, but I do like that story whenever he's talking, and it's like a very like you said uh, while we were watching it, like a very. Yeah. Uh, on horse telling a story moment. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, him and Mando were on their speeders, and uh, it reminded me so much of like a western where they would, like Mikey said, would be on their horses telling someone a story. You know, yeah. and that's one thing I really enjoyed is how this felt. So, like the show itself feels pretty westerny, but this episode in particular, especially Timothy Oliphant, who was from uh, Deadwood. Yeah, and who, he plays the marshal. Yeah, he was the marshal in that, and so I saw a tweet i think from someone who's like hey man timothy oliphant is just the marshal in space too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just this episode was filled with so many cool things and uh another great thing i love is the focus on the tuscan raiders yeah they make them more like humanized human yeah Yeah. and that first episode on tatooine we saw that a little bit yeah and we learned that they did the sign language and everything um but this really humanize them like and i love how mando he defends them but he does agree he's like they're brutal yes like they're raiders yeah they're raiders they but they know the dune sea better than anyone Mm -hmm. because they've been living out there forever and um and also i feel like mando is like yeah they're brutal but they are misunderstood you know like they think you're stealing from them you think they're stealing from you which Which sometimes they do yeah but uh (laughs) But they're doing it to protect their people, just like you're doing it to protect yours. Yeah, it's a brutal, it's a brutal planet. It's, yeah. it's a whole desert. It's a whole desert planet. Yeah, <laughs> where they have to suck the moisture out of the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard something, and I mean, like, it's it's the moisture farming is from the ground, and I yeah. know that. But I heard something that was interesting, where it's like. Maybe they could also get it from the atmosphere too. I mean, that's true. Yeah, and I, but I was like, it is from the ground. Yeah, cannon wise. Yeah, but I thought that'd be kind of cool. Where yeah, that would be cool. Like yeah. a compromise where yeah. it's like, we'll take the the <laughs> sky. You can take the, the ground. ground. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's it's really interesting uh, to see that you know, of course, at first the town is like, we're not going to work with the Tuscan Raiders, right? Gonna... They're monsters. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> the the weak weak way. Way. they're monsters. <laughs> oh, love and, that. And you know, obviously, if they think they are these people that raid them and everything, and uh, they they won't want to work with them. But yeah. it came down to that there was a bigger threat, and that was the the Kray dragon. Yeah, and, of course. And kind of work work with uh, uh, the enemy. Of the enemy, enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's a, com- <laughs> a common ground to find yeah. with your own enemy to yeah. face a larger enemy. Right. And, uh, you know, we see a little bit, like I liked when the Tuscans first came to uh, came to their village and they started, like, loading up the bombs and the one Tuscan drops. Yeah. And he's like, hey, that's an explosive. And Cobb Vanth is like, it hey, no, accident. it was an accident. And then he goes to Mando is like, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, that whole, uh, like, when they're preparing to fight the yeah. the crate dragon, that's really cool, you know, burying all the bombs yeah. and um, just seeing them plan it out. But that 
fight, that final fight with the crate dragon. It was probably the best part. And I mean, seeing that aspect ratio went from widescreen to full. And I didn't notice yeah. that the first time I watched it, but whenever yeah. you mentioned that, I, I noticed it moves yeah. the bar from, yeah. oh my god, From widescreen to full. Yeah. There are some people who think that it's possible John Favreau, who directed this episode and is the creator of the show, uh, went to IMAX cameras. I'm not sure if that's fully true because, you know, being a TV show right. and whatever, but like I could see John Favreau likes to do crazy stuff on his movies and things. So I could see him being like, no, I want IMAX cameras for this. <laughs> Let us know, John, please. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> and I mean, at, like throughout the episode, I thought the CGI was it's spot on. Spot on. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. If, especially for a TV show. Like I think it's better than the whole first season. Like the whole first season, it had great CGI. Yeah. Like, it looked good. But like that crate dragon, crate dragon looked amazing. Yeah, he looks so good seeing the like the scales. It reminded whatever. me like, of Game of Thrones, like yeah, the I mean, dragons on Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, like it, it was like a mix of like the dune sandworms and a dragon from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, that looks it looks so good. Like yeah. honestly, if you told me that was CG, I would believe you because obviously, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you told me that like. It was TV mo- show CG. You know, I that, would be like, yeah. yeah, no, this is a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, uh, it was just really cool to see that the crate dragon was causing all of this destruction. And yeah. even when they blew him, blew him up the first time, they're like, I don't think he's don't dead. Think he's dead. <laughs> and Nando's like, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> and of course he wasn't. And we get, oh man, when they realize that he's not dead and he's just picking him off. When Cobb Vanth grabs his helmet, puts it on, and they both jetpack up there. Uh. Oh. Get nerd chills, you know. Sick, dude. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, and then uh, seeing the the like the rifle that Mandal uh, the Mandalorian uses to yeah the pulse rifle to to freaking disintegrate people do, do nothing nothing to the dragon nothing to the and just, also when they fly up there and you see how big he really is that crate dragon just because like Mando and Cobb Vanth are like action figures compared to him yeah like yeah. like like Cobb Vance said earlier it's like that's not to scale yeah it's to scale it's to scale <laughs> and he was like I've only seen the head and the neck that's a lot bigger than I was thinking <laughs> um but it was oh man this episode was just a blast it, it was. was so much fun and uh so Star Warsy. it was very it was so Star Warsy. yeah and I mean can we talk about how much I felt bad for the Banthas in oh my this god episode? <laughs> how, I'm, I'm trying to think how many Banthas died and I only think I only like think there's three. I think it's only two yeah. because it's the one at the beginning where and we they see, try to get another one, but that one the, lives because he eats the, the Tuscan <laughs> Raider instead yeah. of the Bantha. But the one at the town, yeah. Mos Pelgo, yeah. and then the one the that one. gets blown up later yeah. by. And uh, I just love that Bantha's face was kind of like, "What is this guy this, doing? This guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, what is he? And yeah, and I, I really enjoyed too. We get to see more, like, we learned more about the Mando in the first season about how uh, his true personality and things, yeah. but he was willing to sacrifice himself for these people he barely met. Yeah. You know? He just met them, like, a, maybe a day ago. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And he was so, like, you know, because when Cobb Vance was like, uh, oh, what are you going to, uh, like, Mando said, take care of the child. He said, what are you going to do? And he said, I'll figure it out and blast his, uh. It hits his jetpack. That jetpack, man. I mean, yeah, you, you hit that jetpack and you go flying. Yeah, it's like, he need, the, uh, whoever gets that, that armor, that jetpack's defective. You need a new one. Yeah, you need a new one. <laughs> um, but I just loved seeing more of that Mando's personality. He's, he's on a quest to get the child to his people, 
but he's also willing to sacrifice himself for these uh, people who've been terrorized, and he knows that the Krayt Dragon is a big threat, and he's willing to do anything for him because he's he's a good guy. Yeah, you know, and and the fact that he's he's willing to do that, but also we know about him because he loves the Mandalorian Creed. He that's all he knows. So yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. that's that's who he is is the Mandalorian Creed. And I mean. But he also is himself and yeah. how much he cares for other people. Well, and the Mandalorian Creed, especially the Creed that he's a part of, yeah. like, they seem very tight-knit and very... Do- like, I mean, in that third episode, we see the Mandos sacrifice themselves to sa- to help Din save the child. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's kind of what he learned, too, is that he, he probably doesn't know most of these Mandalorians too personally. Right. But he's like, I would do anything for him, and I've taken that to, you know, for other people, too. For- yeah. I mean, the fact that he he was on this quest, as he said yeah. a few times, yeah. to to get, to find Mandalorians, to get, to get the, child, the back. child back to his people. Yeah. And that is immediately stopped once he sees Cobb Vanth with the armor. Yeah. Like, oh, you have that armor? You're not supposed to have that. Give yeah. it to me right now. Yeah. And then once he, like... He wastes no time in like getting to know Cobb Van, yeah. and like, and I think he's grown a lot from like last season too because uh, he immediately like he seems to trust Cobb Van. You know, when Cobb Van tells him his story, you know, and and Mando gets. I think being a dad has softened Mando. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dad now. Yeah, I mean that's what the armor says. She she says that uh, you act as his father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we saw that throughout the episode, too. Like we said, there's not too many, uh, like, big Baby Yoda moments. But, like, we see when he, he's around the fire with the Tusken Raiders. And, uh, the child is right, uh, like, in between his legs. Yeah. And, and uh, he's now taking the child with him everywhere. Yeah. Um, not leaving it with yeah. anyone. Although I did not- think it was funny when he walked into the cantina of Mas, uh, Mas Pelgo. He left the child on the bike. And then he walks in. Yeah, the child walks in. But he probably knows the child well enough now that he knows the child would follow him. Yeah. I mean, like, he didn't leave him with, uh, with what's her name? Oh, with, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I said her name, uh, uh, Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he did last season. Yeah. Yeah. But this time he's like, no, nah, I'll take him. Yeah. I think he needs that eye on him at all times. Yeah. You know, he, like the armor said, he acts as his father, you know, and you wouldn't leave your child behind yeah. like that. Um, Even though it was okay last time. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, it's just, I love seeing Mando's growth. I mean, he can still be this crazy, ruthless bastard, uh, uh, just like, you know, the beginning of the episode when he ties up the Cyclops and the Cyclops, please don't kill me. And he's like, I promise you won't die in my hand. And then and then he's like, Mando, you can't leave me up here. And he's like, that was never part of the deal. And shoots the lights and the creatures come and kill him. Man, I'm trying <laughs> to think of the race for that uh, Cyclops guy. And yeah. I'm coming up with things that definitely aren't him. <laughs> like I thought of Deveronian. That's definitely no, not Deveronian him. No, Deveronian are the devil guys. <laughs> yeah, the ones with the horns, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's not him. I think it's something similar to that, though. Yeah, it's possible. But I can't remember. I sa- I'm sadly cannot. But um, it, it was just so... Like, that final battle really sticks in my head because it feels so cinematic, you know? Right, yeah. And uh, I just love that we're, we're like getting that point i think they have more budget now yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah for sure and uh 
I think this season's going to be big. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I'm so excited for this season. Yeah. Just uh, uh, for the fact that everything looks so good. Yeah. And we got Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And another thing I wanted to say about Cobb Vanth is I love when he first walked in is like you hear those spurs and you're like, oh, it could be Boba Fett. Yeah. But you see him and the armor looks good on him, but it also looks a little bit like small. Yeah, yeah. Like because he's, I think he's taller than Boba Fett or whatever. And that kind of... Like, it doesn't cover all of his stomach. Yeah, and I don't think it covers all of Boba's either, but uh, it is... It, uh, it, it definitely looks like it's, like, just... And Boba chest. had a big belt, too. Yes, but, he did. Um, but, yeah, you uh, you immediately know that, oh, that's not Boba. <laughs> and uh, I just love Cobb, uh, Cobb Vance's look with the armor, like that red scarf and the red shirt, you know? And uh, <laughs> it's just... He's just so great. I got the race. You got the race? They're Abyssians. Abyssians. Ah. I knew it was something to do with like dark or like yeah. devil or something right. like that. That's Abyssians. why I thought of Deveronians so yeah, much. Right, yeah. Abyssians. Okay, Abyssians. Yeah, yeah I mentioned to Mikey uh, that I wonder if John Leguizamo was actually in the suit. Because nothing seems to be off bounds with that guy since he ate maggots for Spawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Spawn. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's crazy. I mean, he he was Luigi. Yeah. So. Yep. He was also in John Wick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the, the mechanic. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was so cool. And I mean, you know, I would have been fine if that episode ended and we see Mando drive off into the, the twin sunset and then that ends. But we get that button where we see Mando driving off into the twin sunset and then it pans over we see this guy in a cape, and he turns around, and it's Tamira Effin Morrison yeah. <laughs> as Boba Fett. With uh, with his... Uh, gaffy stick. Gaffy stick and the slug thrower. Yeah, and just in this big old cloak, and and he's looked like he's been through some crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, he is scarred to yeah. hell. It's like there's so many scars on his face. And one thing I think is funny is I think Tamira Morrison is in his either like mid-50s, late-50s... Yeah. Uh, could be a little older, I'm not sure, but uh, Boba Fett would be 41 at this point. Yeah. So and he doesn't look like it, but he has a lot of mileage on him. <laughs> I mean, being in the sun a lot. And, and I mean, also, like, just being beat up as much as Boba Fett probably has been. We saw what happened to Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's more of Boba Fett's just this guy who has so many scars and things. And right. He's just gotten that mileage, especially since he had to pretty much become a man after like at, i think he was 12 yeah uh, when his dad died and he was pretty much becoming a bounty hunter right after that right and so he had to grow up early and i'm sure that we saw that mileage there we saw yeah. that in clone wars for yeah. sure where yeah. he just went off with a bunch of bounty hunters like and, bosk and dengar yeah. and um so it'll be interesting to see how he plays into this season yeah. like i've seen so many different theories about uh, maybe Mando gets a different perspective from Boba Fett, and Boba Fett gets a different one from him, and yeah. that maybe Boba's not a villain. That's per se, true. In yeah. this, I mean, like we we were thinking, like whenever it, it like the his armor mm-hmm. is in the Sandcrawler, yeah. So like, why why, why was it? Why, why did why did he ditch it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like maybe he doesn't want the armor, or he was keeping it there for safekeeping. I, I, or something. I think no, because I think the Jawas, the Jawas did like pick it up. Right. Um, I think it, in my theory, I think Boba just didn't want to be recognized. That's fair. Yeah, 
Like for some reason, like I, I feel like if he just got out of the uh, of the Sarlacc pit and was like, "Oh hey, I'm Boba Fett," you know, people would be like, "Oh hey, the the Death Star two exploded and uh, your pal, the Empire, they're not really there anymore. The yeah. people who hate you are yeah. in charge now." Yeah, <laughs> and so Boba's probably like. Yeah, probably not a great idea to have this armor on. Yeah. And I think maybe after like five years, he kind of was like, maybe I need to get it back. Or, you know, like, because he, he, he was watching them. Like, you notice when they were, when the Tuscans and the and the village were going to uh, fight the Krayt Dragon. Yeah. There was someone who was watching them. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see like a macro binoculars, like watching them go up. Ah. And, uh, and so Boba Fett has been watching who has his armor and stuff, so... <clears throat> seems like he wants it back and now that the armor is with somebody one person yeah. not with an entire well, I bet he's also town. very curious because it's a Mandalorian that's true maybe he wants his, his armor, armor. <laughs> we may see Boba as more of a villain yeah and like you know what? I like yours a little bit better yeah <laughs> I kind of oh, like that idea. Yeah. Although Mando doesn't have that cool uh, that that's cool true. tracking device <clears throat> at that point he was just like I'll just take that yeah, off and put it, it off on. And put it on there. <laughs> you know, take the little cap on the on the yeah. jetpack off. Put a put a missile in there. That was another thing that I I liked about uh, like another line I loved from Cobb Vanth is when uh, he gives Mando the armor, and uh, <laughs> he's like, "You tell your people I wasn't the one who broke that." He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so great. He's charming. He's handsome i mean look at timothy look he's, at that beard he's awesome <laughs> he's awesome he's good and he's been he's good in almost yeah, everything he's good he in does. almost everything he does like i'm looking at you hitman <laughs> not great not great. not great but he was the villain in die hard four <laughs> yeah he's good he's yeah. good in that yeah and i mean it was just so cool to see him take off that helmet it's like oh my gosh that's timothy oliphant i had no idea i yeah. was like whenever it happened i'm like oh my gosh yeah that's awesome it's funny because he started talking whenever he had the helmet yeah. on and i was like it sounds familiar that voice sounds familiar yeah <laughs> yeah so cool and I, i'm so excited for uh what's coming up Me too. in this season like I know, I, I from the trailers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There's a there's what seems to be like a water kind of planet. Oh yeah, because he's on like a boat. Yeah, yeah. and and, and I, that's where he sees like the what we're led to believe is like a Jedi character. Yeah, and then um, <clears throat> I thought maybe it's like um, not Celust. I'm trying to think of the the. Uh, it's a trap. Uh, the 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 Moncala Mon Moncala yeah maybe it's Moncala well the Mon Moncala is like we also saw him uh, like on like a dock or like a like a like a some like city on that yeah. planet and Moncala is pretty much underwater stuff. What if mm. I had a crazy thought just now? So there is a person in yeah. the first season of Mandalorian. Yeah. That has a patch from Camino. What if it was Camino? Like it's like the cloning yeah. patch. Oh yeah, the doctor. And doctor what person. if this planet is Camino? That'd be fascinating. But uh, like also like they don't have stuff like that, like like that town or. Whatever. I mean, like we only seen a little bit of Camino. Yeah, that's true. But like I, I think and it's been a long time. That's fair. I mean, that that'd be cool. So. But, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm just spitting out yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. But I was like, I mean, it's covered in water. True. Who knows? <laughs> True. 
It's not uh, raining though, because like, yeah, like, like always all, rains, always on rains on Camino. <laughs> yeah, no matter and what. Like I, uh, like I said, I think I said it earlier, but I think the season is going to be big. Yes. Like, uh, I, I think you know John Favreau and Dave Filoni were like, we'll introduce him to this world in this first season and have some uh, create some crazy reveals like the child. Um, but uh, we'll we'll just uh, get him used to this world, and then we'll bring in the big guns like Boba Fett, Boba Fett, this, and Sabine, and uh, like uh, uh, some of those characters that are rumored. You know, yeah. I mean, we did get another reveal with the dark saber in the last season. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering what's going on. He's got to come back. Gideon. He's yeah. got to come back. Oh well, he he is. Yeah, like, we know he's coming back because uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito has said so, and yeah. Also in the trailer, I just thought about this, with the lava exploding whenever the ties are lifting off and stuff like that, maybe that's Celeste too. Yeah, that could be Celeste. I mean, that's where they built TIE Fighters yeah. and stuff. So. And that's where that crazy TIE Fighter with the folding wings is. Well, they had three of them in uh, in uh, in that uh, trailer. Yeah. Um, and I don't... Oh, well, it could be... It could be uh, uh, Sorgan, that's the name of the planet where the Bounty Hunter Guild is. Yes. And that has lava too, so it could be that. Could be Sorgan. It could be Sorgan, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, I'm it, excited to see what like, comes next. It, I'm, I'm glad I went in fairly blind with this first uh, this first episode here. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know much. <clears throat> what was going to happen. Yeah. And so like, I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm so excited Especially with all the new directors that are coming in, like yeah. Robert Rodriguez, Peyton Reed. Robert Rodriguez. Carl Weathers is directing an episode. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Bryce Dallas Howard is coming back, and so is Rick Famuyiwa. Nice. And, uh, and then, of course, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau already directed the pilot. Mm-hmm. And so, or well, not the pilot because it's the second season, but right. they directed the first episode. Um, and so, yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, th- this show definitely has some, like, it's definitely Star Wars, but it definitely has a different feel to it, you know, than some yeah. Star Wars things. It definitely has a slower burn at times. It does. But uh, I think that works to its benefit. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm so excited. I, real quick, I just thought of something. Yeah. I really like the pit droids in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I, I think I mentioned it to you that they have a bit more prequely vibes, yes. and I, I enjoyed that, like the, the uh, tube like it's sucked so, onto his nose. It's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I loved it so much. So good. And, yeah, I'm very curious to see where this, uh, this season goes, and uh, just... This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> I can't wait to get like one of those lines again because we got like two of them. Yeah. I have spoken. This is the way. Yeah. And uh, like I'm sure that's we'll gonna happen again. Yeah. Somewhere. I saw a meme from this episode where uh, someone uh, made it where you know Cobb Vant takes his helmet off and then it cuts to Mando and Mando said, "This is not very the way of you." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's good. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna end it there. That's uh, good. Good. I, I, I hope it's a good episode for yeah. our comeback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SW Senate Pod. That's SW Senate Pod. Um, yeah. Uh, to <laughs> make sure you don't miss an episode. Uh, if you'd like to fo- follow Kyler and me directly, mine is actually I've changed mine now. Yeah, it yeah. is now at. M A one L W Molo, um, and Kyler's is at Kyler Mark Allred, 
And we'd like to give a special thanks to Sierra Hawkins. You can find her on Twitter at AceHawkins13. We'd also like to give a thank you to Curtis Batson for composing our theme song. You can find him on Fiverr at Fiverr.com slash Curtis Batson and on Twitter at BlackDolphinENT. Uh, make sure you guys uh, rate, review, follow. And we also want a special thanks to, to Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown comic art at, uh, on, on Instagram. Uh, Instagram. He made our awesome cover yeah. art. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, I actually, I have it at the bottom. I should really move that up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, again, rate, comment, uh, comment. Can you even comment on? I mean, I think you can, I mean, the, the close thing to a comment it's is like a review. Is review. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rate, review, like, on whatever you're listening yeah, on. Yeah, please do that. It helps. It'd be yeah. awesome. I can. I already noticed a huge difference in listeners mm-hmm. from the last time we've recorded to yeah. now, yeah. and it's amazing. Like yeah. we're we're like what over 500 listens. 610. At 610. The and, and and I'm surprised it's still kept kept going during our hiatus. I mean, know? like I honestly, it makes sense because yeah. it's like. It, it podcasts are kind of timeless. You can, yeah, yeah. You can listen They're to probably them. New. I mean, I saw on Anchor it tells us you know uh, certain pe- like certain country people listen from, and we had a few from like Switzerland and yeah. France. And it's you know, crazy how yeah. like the reaches we're getting yeah, to, yeah. and and we really appreciate the listens, yeah, and the likes, because yeah, we love talking Star Wars and we love talking together. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah, and uh, we we lo- we just love doing this. Yeah, so. we we hope to be on. Uh, much more regular schedule now and uh um, i think once we get to our quote-unquote regular season we uh probably will put episodes about two weeks uh in between just so it gives us more time to yeah edit and things but uh yeah and we're so excited to do this again (laughs) yeah me too all right guys thank you so much again i'll see you later